Today's episode is brought to you by the Litterbox Sandcastle Toolkit. Fun for the kids. Well, it's Tuesday again. That means it's time. What was that, Georgia? Oh, you don't use the you don't use yours? They send us all. Okay. All right. It's okay. Well, it's Tuesday again. That means it's time to get the content crew back together for another 45 of edutainment. Just cutting Georgia off. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Content Academy Mobile Command Center are Josh and I. Yo. And calling in from our house is Georgia. Georgia, we missed you. So, what were you yeah. doing? What were you doing last week? You were voting. That's why you couldn't be on the election special. Josh and I decided not to vote because we had to right, yeah, be there for the coverage. Uh, so, oh, oh, you did. voted? Okay. okay, that's good. Yeah, I voted as many times as I could. Okay, I actually did try to vote, um, but I think I got a wonky ballot because the names of the presidential candidates were Joseph R. Trump and Donald mm, R. Biden. Yeah. So I just kind so of it's filled, like who do you? I just filled in both halfway, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know because maybe it's like where you you're doing like a test at school and you fill in like well, I guess you know when it's a, it's true or false. It's true or false. Yeah. So you have to write yeah. a T or an F. Yeah. So you write something that kind of looks like a <laughs> T, but it could also be an F. Right. So you're hoping that it just they just. The teacher grades the right one. Subconsciously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, glad you're back, Georgia. We're back to our regularly scheduled programming. Last week was kind of a... Uh, kind of had to improvise a little bit. We totally forgot there was an election happening. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> That being said, guys, what do you say we get into some headlines? Heck yeah. Okay, we've got a busy news week here. Uh, impeached President Trump claims that he has won the election despite failing to win enough electoral college votes to reach 270 before Joe Biden. And I claim that I do have a girlfriend. She just lives in Canada, so it's un- unlikely that you'll ever meet her. Uh, so we will, will we ever meet it's her? Unlikely. It's unlikely. She lives in Canada, so... Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, and she's busy a lot too. Oh, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, per Warner Brothers' request, Johnny Depp is leaving the Fantastic Beast franchise. You guys hear about this? this? Yeah. And per my request, Warner Brothers is going to stop making those movies. <laughs> Steve Carell. Uh, okay. Weird choice. Inspired uh, choice. No, what? Who, sh- who should they replace him with? Um, I don't know. I have to think about that. Recast? Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. It was not unprecedented. Yeah, that's true. Dumbledore in the first movie was subsequently replaced with Michael Gambon. It's a good point. It's a good point. 
They both did great. Encyclopedic knowledge of Harry Potter <laughs> franchise. All right. Well, moving on here. You can finally watch Christopher Nolan's latest film, Tenet, from the safety of your home in December. Oh, actually, looks like Warner Brothers will be releasing live alligators into your home whenever you watch the film. So close. Alligators, huh? Because it's the safety of your home. Oh. It's you can finally watch it from the safety of your home. But then they announced. But safety. But then they announced that they would be doing the alligators thing. So so close. Uh, California voters say that Uber and Lyft drivers aren't employees after all. Hmm. They are actually a mononucleoid endothermic catalyst. <laughs> Interesting. I guess elections have consequences after all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a contact tracing app for England and Wales failed to flag people exposed to COVID-19. According to reports, the app simply showed a screen with the word probably. <laughs> That one never gets old. Yeah. What's that, Georgia? Pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, these contact tracing apps, I mean, you can never know for sure, I suppose. Texas is poised to hit 1 million COVID cases. That's 100,000 big COVID cases. That one's stupid. I don't know. That <laughs> one's stupid. Bigger, you know. <laughs> that one's stupid. Uh, gray wolves are to be reintroduced to Colorado's wilderness after an unprecedented vote. However... Questions of voter fraud have emerged after reports of two wolves in a trench coat attempting to vote yes on the Colorado wolf proposition after claiming that their place of work is the business office and their social security number is eight. That's a little too long. That's a little too long. That was a little too long. I could have I, I could have chopped that one down a little I'm bit. I'm assuming the wolves had like uh, big Ray-Ban sunglasses yeah, too, yeah. and trench coats. Yes, I would like to vote, please. Yeah. All right. What's your place of employment? Uh, the business office. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And okay. Um. And okay, what's um, your social security number? Eight. My yeah. <laughs> oh, my social security number. Yes. Eight. <laughs> eight. All right. Anyway, uh, I got one more here. Lawyers and exe- lawyers, excuse me, and executives within the Dr Pepper conglomerate spar over the rightful owner to the brand. What's next for the popular soda? Making it actually taste good. <laughs> you take. Okay. If we're talking about, just to be perfectly clear here, if we're talking about diet Dr Pepper, I can make a case for that tasting good. Mm-hmm. Normal Dr Pepper, though. Not my thing. Interesting. What do you think, Georgia? What do you think, Georgia? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't drink soft drinks. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's just kind of taste. I have. Yeah. When you don't drink them for a long time, you really do realize how awful they taste. Yeah, no, exactly. that's what happened to me. It was totally on accident. Uh, I remember, you know, being a kid, I would always get, like, The Pizza Huts don't have the dine-in experience anymore, so so that's another thing. That's the true generational divide. 
is remembering yeah. a Pizza Hut, going to Pizza Hut for the Sunday lunch buffet, yeah. and getting the salad bar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. Huh. Well, should we get into the Josh report? Yes. I would love to give my Joshy report. Okay. Question is, are you, are you ready? I'm very ready. Okay. So we're doing a series on conspiracy theories. On the face of it, untrue. It was Mandela, yeah. Mandela effect, yeah. So now, obviously not true. We wanted to do one that was kind of borderline, possibly yeah. true. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say right now that in the process of researching this, I was able to pretty con- convincingly debunk it all. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, There's okay. really nothing. Uh, nothing going on here. Going on here. Okay. But it is still very interesting. Yeah. Um, so we're, the topic is the Denver International Airport. Mm-hmm. Now, I know what you're thinking, you know, it's just an airport. What yeah. could possibly be yeah. weird about an airport? But uh, apparently there's a lot. There's, there's a lot of stuff that conspiracy theorists have dug into. Mm-hmm. So, for, But first, I kind of wanted to go over um, kind of defining a cons- what a conspiracy is. So there are three aspects of the conspiracy mindset and this is from Syracuse University professor Michael Barkin. Mm-hmm. The first is that nothing happens by accident. Okay. The second is that everything is connected. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And the third is that nothing is as it seems. Okay. Nothing happens by accident. Everything is connected. Nothing is as it seems. So that's the mindset of a conspiracy theorist. That's the theorist. mindset of a conspiracy theorist. When okay. you have those thoughts about everything, everything starts to get, you know connected to one another yeah and it's all part like, of oh plan. what about this yeah. yeah and there's secrets everywhere yeah 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 really all those three things are connected together okay. yeah they reinforce each other, hmm. they reinforce each other you're yeah. showing me sound like a conspiracy theorist Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> so the, and it's no accident that all those three things <laughs> the reason conspiracy theories are so hard to dispel or disprove is that the belief to the believer any evidence to disprove them is just proof that it goes even deeper. Yeah. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Normally, like, if someone were to say the sky is green, all you'd have to do is step outside and look at the sky. Yeah. And you get conclusive proof. Yeah. But for someone, like, in the Flat Earth Society, the more you try to prove that the Earth is round, the more convinced they become that the conspiracy is even deeper. It's being covered up. Yeah. The cover-up is more even more expansive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was also looking at some other... Uh, prominent conspiracy theories and because there's a lot of different conspiracy theories that tie into the Denver airport mm-hmm. um, a lot, and a lot of them frequently have roots in racist beliefs, hmm. anti-Semitism wow. xenophobia and religious fear mongering wow. who would have thought? well yeah that's just kind of how I, I mean if you think about it a lot um there is kind of a lot of overlap between people who have kind of a narrow worldview yeah. and people who have a lot of prejudices yeah. and people who aren't able to uh, admit that they're wrong yeah. with a lot of these conspiracies and with a lot of racist beliefs. Yeah. So the new world order theory, which is the basis for most of the conspiracism around the Denver International Airport, mm-hmm. um, is basically... This is what I 
basically consider it as the the Avengers initiative of conspiracy theories. Yeah. Because it has everything from the Illuminati and Freemasons, reptilians, mm. aliens, yeah. the Antichrist. Yeah. They're all part of this New World Order conspiracy. Yeah. And basically the New World Order is this idea that there's a secret cabal of elites mm-hmm. that are trying to create a one world government so that they can rule yeah. the entire world. Yeah. And bring about all these huge changes and basically yeah. bring everyone to heal <clears throat> and control everything. And if I might add the, the secret it's a secret cabal cabal of what'd you say? Elites. Elites and syncophants, right? Syncophants as well. And the syncophants would be the ilk of the elites, right? <laughs> yes, the okay. syncophants. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. Um, so Is that how you say it? No. How do you say it? Syncophants. Syncophants? Okay, got it. I got it now. It's I like syncophants. Yeah, Cinco mm, <laughs> fans. I got it. Got it. Okay, got That's it. Good. So quick on the draw. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ultimately, conspiracy theories are an attempt to understand our confusing and often dismal world. Uh-huh. When faced with the random cruelty and chaos of modern life and complex events that defy easy explanation, it's preferable or even reassuring to many to believe that the world is controlled and ordered in accordance with some master plan, mm-hmm. even if that plan is nefarious or unrealistic. <clears throat> Hmm. The truth that life is meaningless, that billions are tortured and enslaved for no good reason, and that the Santa Claus of the mall is just a retired furniture salesman with a weight problem oh. is simply too bleak to fathom. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Thoughts on that? That's a very good way of putting it. I mean, you just put it. I mean, I get it. You laid it all out right there. I get it. Totally yeah. makes perfect sense. People, well, sense. people question the world and their purpose in life, yeah. and they look for. Yeah. They look for grand narratives yeah. to explain everything, uh-huh. when in reality it's just chaos, and there honestly isn't yeah. a grand narrative behind yeah. everything. Okay. I would rather be like right about something being wrong and a conspiracy yes. than wrong about something being right than actually the way it is. Yep, and exactly. Right. And it ties into their, their personal pride as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that they can be yeah. right about something that everyone else is wrong about. Mm-hmm. They can be right about something that you can't technically prove, so you mm-hmm. can prove them wrong. Yeah. 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 Wow. So that all that and being that's said. Much Trump's face, right? Oh yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's a huge oh uh, that's a huge overlap here of uh-huh. people who you know vote against their own interests. Yeah. Um, but we won't get into that. Um, <clears throat> Let's because we don't want to lose the that demographic, right, like we yeah. said last week. Yeah. yeah, that's a big part of our demographic. Yeah, and, uh, Trump voters? like family members. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the DIA, the Denver International Airport. We shortened it. So like that. that's what the, that's what um, Colorado Coloradoites. Oh sure, okay, Colorado got it. That's what they that's call. That's what it. they call it, Denverites. I mean, every every airport, especially these days, has a sh- little shortened like three letter thing. Yeah. Like we've got KCI and. Which is also wherever we live. MCI for some. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I digress. Okay. So the conspiracies about DIA mostly started in 1996 with this woman named Alex Christopher, hmm. and she is a conspiracy theorist. Um, she wrote a lot of books about, um, or she was like a <clears throat> she was kind of on the forefront of internet blogging as well. She had like a lot of conspiracy 
posts online. Mm-hmm. She claims to have been shown basement levels of the airport, which house secret government and military facilities. She also drew attention to the infamous Tenguma murals, which we will get to. Hmm. And then shortly after she kind of started writing about the DIA, another DIA conspiracy theorist died of suicide. And then so Alex Christopher went into hiding. Mm. Okay. So those two, those two events kind of spurred everything. The one conspiracy theorist committing suicide and then her going to hiding and sparking yeah. off the original interest. Yeah. She was just in Denver like for a conference and someone took her to the airport because they kind of thought it was interesting, mostly based on the mural, mm-hmm. which are weird. We'll get to. Mm-hmm. So um, the construction of the DIA began in 1989 with plans to finish in 1993. And the project was repeatedly delayed due to design changes, a worker strike, and a faulty baggage transport system. Hmm. The airport was finally finished in 1995, 16 months behind schedule, and $2 billion over budget. Wow. So, conspiracy theorists believe that the delays and poor planning were a ruse to hide the construction of secret underground facilities. Yeah. But in reality, it was just a typical government project fiasco. Yeah. I mean, it's really not that uncommon for big projects like this to go to go to be delayed and to go over budget mm-hmm. okay uh, but to the average person reading into it they can be like oh my god how could they be billions of dollars over budget yeah. you know with yeah. a project of that scale it's just it's just different scales you know yeah yeah so some also question why the airport was even built when the stapleton airport in downtown denver already existed but Stapleton was far too small and didn't have room to expand. Hmm. And DIA Airport is now really, really busy. Um, so, and they clearly needed uh, a bigger airport. Is the other airport still there? No. Oh, it, no. Was, okay. it was taken out. Got it. This was, DIA was also, I think, the first new airport built since, uh, uh, I believe, the Houston Airport. Okay. So. Huh. After the Houston Airport, which was in the seventies, I think. So this is. Oh wow! Is that you're it's saying one of the, it's, the it's one of the newer newest. airports? Okay, yeah. got it. So this might just be how airports are from now on. Pretty much, yeah. Just they're all <laughs> embedded with conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. So part of um, another, so all that kind of speaks to why like people think there's like hidden government facilities inside it mm-hmm. they just don't understand uh the the planning delays and the construction delays yeah um but i mean you, yeah yeah and there was you have those long strips and i mentioned like the the baggage transport system it was actually a really cool idea because you know how like if you transfer planes your any checked luggage has to transfer too yeah and with a lot of airports they just like you know Put it all on a car, basically, with those little trains behind yeah. them. Yeah. Oh and they drive them around. Gosh. Don't sometimes, even get me started. Sometimes they have to go through the actual airport, or yeah. sometimes they just drive around the tarmac to the other plane. Mm-hmm. But with the DIA... Sometimes sentient toys, like, catch a ride. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what they wanted to do here was have these underground tunnels so that the little baggage carts could just go underneath everything yeah straight to the other yeah seems straightforward but apparently it was a huge boondoggle it was a wash it was a boondoggle parts of it parts of it were 
used up in by like certain airlines up for several years, but ultimately <clears throat> it was all scrapped. No, oh, okay. Um, and but that's me that that's why there's these underground tunnels under the airport is because okay. they wanted to use it for see. the baggage transport system. So another weird element of the airport is all this weird art everywhere, and uh, the one part that I had was already familiar with uh, from like being on reddit or something was lucifer which is the giant blue mustang sculpture mm-hmm. outside the airport and it's a horse not and a it's, car it's a horse yeah. yeah it's a giant blue uh fiberglass horse with glowing red eyes and it looks demonic mm-hmm. and uh it another cool thing about lucifer is that it actually killed its creator yeah. When he was making it, he That's was such a cool. Thing he was finishing it. up that. I know. I love that fact. About <laughs> he was finishing up the head, and part of, either part of it or the whole head fell on him and mm-hmm. severed his femoral artery in his leg, and he was taken to the hospital, but he just bled to death. Man. And so his family finished uh, construction of it. Hmm. But it just looks so. It looks so demonic. Yeah. 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 It's like. <laughs> It'd be one thing to be killed by like the Statue of Liberty or like yeah, some something. noble looking statue. Yeah. But to be killed by this giant demonic horse with yeah. glowing red eyes. It's weird. Yeah. But I mean that 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 just happens. I mean, it's not his fault. Uh hmm. people made this huge conspiracy about him dying. But do we know why the horse is blue and why it has glowing red eyes? I don't know that. Okay. But I know why it was there. Okay. And that is because that in Denver, 1% of the budget for all government buildings must be spent on art. Oh, okay. That actually makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, that, that kind of ties of together a lot of stuff. So maybe they, they weren't spending enough. They weren't meeting the quota, so they had to buy some blue paint or something. And the <laughs> glowing red. Yeah. So they had to just commission this huge, evil, glowing horse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they basically had a blank check uh, to these artists. Hmm. So that's not a thing in other states necessarily. Not necessarily, yeah. I mean, a lot of government uh, programs will do that kind of thing where they just have. I mean, you've seen art in a lot of. There's art in a lot of airports. Yeah. But it's just the thing that. I mean, you've seen art, right? You've seen yeah, art. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Thanks, Rich. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just 1% of the budget had to be spent on art. That's like a, a law in Denver. Wow, that's city, interesting. City statue. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. But as we'll kind of see. It kind of just led to a lot of weird art being in the <laughs> in the airport. Yeah. Because they just kind of gave these artists a check and said, hey, do whatever. Yeah. Uh, so now we finally get to the murals. These were painted by an artist named Leo Tanguma. Okay. He is a uh, Native American artist. Uh, and he painted these two, well, it's really four. It's four pieces of art. They're, each of them are two parts. So one of them is Children of the World Dream of Peace, mm-hmm. and the other is In Peace and Harmony with Nature. So there's two two-part murals, and they kind of paint this narrative. The first one is, it shows like this soldier with a gas mask on and a cutlass and a huge rifle, and he has this green cloak, and there's this train of uh, migrants with like starving emaciated bodies mm-hmm. and then there's kids like hiding and there's ruined buildings the rainbow is the strangest part there's a there's also a ra- yeah there's like a rainbow fading out in the background 
and there's a dove also like kind of flying away. Hmm. Um, so it's a very scary image. Just this huge yeah. uh, Nazi-like soldier with a yeah. sword and a gun. And I'm thinking the rain when it comes to the rainbow and the dove, is he trying to eliminate those or is he enforcing those? <laughs> yeah. Or is I that up for debate? It yeah, is because the presence of both like a violent figure and then these traditionally yeah. um, you know happy peaceful, peaceful. Yeah. That's very interesting. That's it's a good juxtaposition. Yeah. Yep. Totally juxtaposed, totally jarring. Yeah. So the next yeah. the next yeah. image after that in the next image in the sequence is it shows the soldier uh, knocked down lying on the ground and he's in gray now and there's all these little kids representing all the cultures of the world they're multicultural kids there's a rainbow around them and one kid at the center is beating the the soldier's sword into a plowshare at least that's what the creature hmm. says is happening. Hmm. Okay. He's like hitting the sword with a hammer, beating it into a plowshare. So, and there's a bunch of flags of different countries and nationalities. Yeah. So, the, altogether, it's a very striking series of images, obviously, with the huge mm -hmm. soldier. And, like, it's, it's not violent per se, but it's very dark with, yeah. like, the huge... It's, it's triumphant, in a way. Yeah. You know, all of the children finally taking over the world. Yeah. It's also very Uncle colorful. Which will happen someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that the children uh, are our future. <laughs> yeah. What are, what are the children, like the flags that they're holding are wrapped? They're wrapping something. I believe are they're like wrapped uh, swords. Swords? Okay. Yeah. They look like swords. Yeah. That's a little weird. There's a lot of symbolism in these paintings. Yeah. Um, but before we kind of dig into more about these, let's look at the next two. So these are the In Peace and Harmony with Nature paintings. The first one shows uh, some, looks like sick animals, a turtle and a jaguar lying down. Mm -hmm. There's a, a forest burning in the background. There's a bird of paradise being trapped in a glass box. Hmm. There's a whale jumping. There's a, also a penguin being trapped in a glass box. There's a buffalo's head mounted mm. on something. And these kids, there are several children looking at this uh, dead or dying jaguar. And they are alarmed. They're sad. Uh, they're scared. Hmm. And so There might as well be the heavy-handed polar bear image. <laughs> yeah, a giant polar bear on a the tiny shrinking, yeah. Yes, yeah, there's a little girl in a, in a coffin. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, awful. Yeah, one was a little girl, and, yeah, and then two other women, it looks like. Yeah, very, so very dark imagery. The, and I, yeah. I also want to say the images of the fire on the in the forest is very scary as well. Yeah. Very scary. The clouds look really cool, though. Very well done. Yeah. I think that penguin in the box, I think that means he's extinct. Mm. Yeah. It's a museum. Yep. Um, all of these paintings oh also God. have very, um, I don't know how to describe it really. There's a lot of like swooping lines and mm. curved, yeah. curved also, images. That's like what we were talking about earlier off air, which wherever you can subscribe to that content. If the you Patreon. Know, Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And kind of an inside glimpse into what goes into making a, a number one podcast. But yeah. And thanks, thanks, thanks for mentioning that, Georgia. Yeah. Where you want it to go. You're using yep. those 
Yeah. It makes it a little more. It makes it a little more dreamlike, I think, too. Yeah. 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 It's like a little bit warped. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And again, this one is very, very colorful. Huge palette. Uh, just really every color of the rainbow is used in all of these. Hmm. Um, so, and then the last. Because there are rainbows in it. Because there, there are also okay, rainbows yeah, in it. Yeah. The last image uh, shows, again, children everywhere, and then images of different uh, ecosystems or biomes uh, flourishing. There's a multicolored plant in the center of the painting that is glowing and giving off light. Uh, there are animals interacting with the kids. There's like little kids dancing, flowers everywhere. It just kind of, in general, looks like we've kind of fought back and reclaimed the, the earth and the yeah. environment and yeah. protected the environment. Hmm. So all of these paintings, uh, I mean, to me, they seem pretty straightforward. Like uh, it represents different nations of the world overcoming uh fascism and mm -hmm. authoritarianism in the first one and then the second one is uh overcoming the climate crisis yeah. and environmental protection yeah. being enacted but to a lot of conspiracy theories and this 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 kind of blew my mind is a lot of conspiracy theorists purposefully uh basically read them backwards mm. so they'll look at the they'll look at the mural of the soldier uh, dead on the ground yeah. and the, all the children around him as the first image and then the second image is hmm. where he's like cutting down all these kids. Wow, that's interesting. So is there any official source saying which one comes first? Well, you can just or go talk just to the obvious. guy who painted them. He says, obviously, yeah. which one? Yeah. Okay, got it. I don't know, people have. I mean, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he sounds like a cool guy. He's mm -hmm. just kind of, he just does murals. Yeah. He just does... I mean, it's kind of weird that they would do because these these are obviously murals and they obviously look like they would be at home like on the side of a building and mm. not necessarily inside a building. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. And I think that kind of adds to how, why they're so disconcerting is just because the imagery is so in your face and bold and huge. Yeah. Is because murals are typically painted on these huge, wow, at these huge sizes. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's it's kind of like. It's like everything is zoomed in, or yeah. everything is exaggerated. Yeah, how big are these, actually? Do they have, like, a dimension? They're pretty um, big. They like eight feet tall? Yeah, they're about eight feet tall. They look pretty big, yeah. Yeah. It and, took, yeah, go ahead. It took him three years to paint them. Wow. Um, and wow. he was paid $100,000 for them, which... I doesn't, that seems low. I know, that doesn't seem like very much. I think maybe 100, $100K each. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yep, 100K for three years. But as I was saying, like, so conspiracy theorists purposely read them in reverse order. And so, but to me, that's just like, uh, what did I write here? It's like, it's like saying the movie It is about a spider alien who turns into a nice clown and then rescues yeah. a bunch of lost children. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. Or like how... If you watch it backwards, If you watch it course. backwards, yeah, of Jaws course it is. is about a shark that uh, yeah. vomits up people until yeah. they have to open a beach. Exactly. Huh. Let's do a few more. I like <laughs> Do Cinderella and mention the pumpkin. <laughs> I don't know what Cinderella... Cinderella would be about a woman who loses her shoe and uh -huh. gets into a pumpkin and yep. then becomes a spinster. <laughs> yep, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Now do... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Now do... Uh, do 
Marley and Me. Have you seen that? I haven't seen that. It's where a dog miraculously comes to life. Becomes a puppy. Dead dog comes to life and separates a family. Yeah. Is that something? I don't know. I guess. Uh, drives apart a family. Now, are the murals just randomly across the airport, or are they right next to each other? No, they're right next to each other. All four? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And they read from left to right. Yeah, they read from left to right. Okay, got it. I feel like like it couldn't be more obvious what yeah. what they're trying to do. Like, there needs to be a giant one out of two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that a rainbow tree they're planting? Is that, like, the seed of the gay agenda or something? It, I mean, <laughs> yeah, hot? It could be. Probably. Wow. To some. The gay agenda. <laughs> the gay agenda is to look fabulous. To be gay, sure. yeah. I love, calling, I love giving anything an agenda. That's so funny, <laughs> Georgia. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, an agenda can never really sound positive. That's true. Alright, no agenda. If you're calling it an agenda... You're trying to spin it in a negative manner. What are you saying about it? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so what else we got so on that's, this airport? That's the murals. Yeah. Um... Kind of interesting to in look at. Uh, what else is here? We have the dedication capstone. This was a time capsule that was put in during the grand opening ceremony for the airport. Okay. It has typical time capsule items inside it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are some conspiracy theorists that are like, we don't know what's in the time capsule. Yeah. And it's supposed to be opened, uh, I think, like 2050 or somewhere around oh, okay. there. Okay. But we actually do know what was inside it. It's just typical time capsule oh. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the the weird thing about the dedication capstone is that on it is engraved uh, the words "New World Airport Commission." Hmm. So that kind of that rings, is a little weird. That kind of rings some alarm bells with yeah. conspiracy theorists. But in reality, that was just a not for profit organization founded to promote the airport and organize the grand opening. Oh. Hmm. It was all it was used for was that. It dissolved after it was opened. Uh, but it's called, it has New World in it. So, yeah. do you see the apprehension exactly. there? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seems a little I'm weird. I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and it says 2094. 2094. Wow. Got it. Okay. So. Man, so we probably won't be alive. So is that 100? Well, Don't I be will. so pessimistic. You, you guys won't, but I will. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm just that. I'm just that strong. I don't know. Uh, so is that a hundred years? Yeah, uh, 150, yeah. 125. 94 to 94. Yeah, a hundred years. Okay, got yeah. it. There's also a huge Masonic symbol on it, but that's just because uh, yeah. Masons. One of the things they do is provide time capsules. Oh. So. Oh. Asked and answered there. <laughs> but but. No. What? Yeah. Yeah. One of the few things that Masonic societies do <laughs> anymore is huh. just make time capsules. Whenever I think of Masonic society, I think of dollar bills for some reason. Well, yeah, Can they you tell have me why they have the uh, the pyramid with the all seeing eye. That's like their symbol, right? Supposedly, that was those were just really popular symbols back in the 18th century. Mm, I see. Even I read that even like even the people who designed the the money didn't really have any intention behind it. They just were like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't like know if that's true. It's like the Skater S. It's like the Stussy X, yeah. yeah. Or S, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if they did come out with an X, that would be cool. That, 
do. I, I hope they're working. I think on they're that. working on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, now and meanwhile, so they put the all-seeing eye on the back of the dollar bill, yeah. and meanwhile, first of all, put it on the front. <laughs> first of all, and actually, no, this applies more to the airport. So okay. something happens in the airport, so they're like, okay, so the time capsule has a Masonic symbol on this, and conspiracy theorists are like, okay, there's a Masonic symbol on the time capsule. Is this anything? <laughs> yeah. And it's like no, that's not anything, and they're like. Okay, what about the uh, murals? Is this anything? <laughs> yeah, pretty no, much. No, because uh, 1% of the budget has to go to the art, so... Yeah. So it's all just a bunch of, is this anything, and it's not. Basically, It's just grasping yeah. for straws. Yeah. And they probably think that Blucifer is the smoking gun of the whole operation. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. in all reality, Blucifer is just weird. Yeah. It's ultimately just weird. Yeah. So the... Isn't there a gargoyle? Yeah, I'm actually about to get to that. Okay, gargoyles. Um, Surely there's something here. <laughs> the, so this, this is, part, is the smoking gun. The airport has leaned in hard to all the conspiracy theories. Oh, really? So they are, they have fully gone meta. They have embraced the conspiracy theories. They have. Wow. They had an ad campaign called Den Files. Another abbreviation is D-E-N for mm -hmm. the airport. Okay, got it. It's called, the ad campaign was the Den Files, and it was... Oh, I got it kind of a spoof of x-files it was basically at um using the different conspiracies to market the airport that's smart it's like come oh these are great yeah yeah there's some cool ones but i i thought that was pretty cool they kind of leaned into it yeah that is cool pa part of that was they have a little exhibit i don't know if it's still there or not they had like a little alien skull being mm. excavated oh fun. and they had this they had a little gargoyle coming out of a su open suitcase, uh -huh. and the gargoyle would talk to people. That's fun. It has like these pre-recorded messages that it yeah. says. Oh, a gargoyle. Yeah. Something. Rawr. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It's, it's it's apparently interactive. Like you can talk to the gargoyle. Yeah. And it teases people. And then sometimes employees will uh, go around wearing lizard masks. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this place. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I was impressed. Hmm. Wow. So but that's pretty much it. That's for what the, we got on the airport. So, yeah, pretty much completely debunked. Yeah. Nothing. Makes, it makes me want to go there. I've never yeah, had definitely. to fly, fly west ever. Yeah. So. Are there anything. Yeah, it looks like we have a layover in Nevada. Oh, boring. Um, mm, I see. Is there anything. Doing? Adding amazing new restaurants and bars, <laughs> building an Illuminati headquarters, and remodeling the Lizard People Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Huh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Is there any yeah. is there any outstanding evidence that you didn't cover that maybe conspiracy theorists would point to as? I did see that apparently the the fence the fencing around the airport has barbed wire angled inwards. Okay. Which is kind of weird. I didn't okay. really look to see if that was true or not. Yeah. Keep people from getting out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's apparently some people claim that uh, the extra land around the airport is for Area 52. Hmm. The sequel to Area 51. Yeah. <laughs> it's also kind of associated with um, different. Uh, Western military bases and Air Force bases, because there's a lot of those out there. Yeah. In Colorado and 
in the desert states. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, it's all very interesting. Um, thanks for thanks for sharing yeah. that knowledge, Josh. Georgia, do you uh, do you wanna do you wanna uh, pipe in with the puzzle? Here? Yeah, mean, exactly. Do you wanna say the intro? Do you want to say the intro? <laughs> Well, we just did. <laughs> As I said, we may never. <laughs> be the conspiracy, but mm-hmm. maybe I have a puzzle you guys can solve today. Okay. Where? Puzzle oh. Alley. Yes. Yes. All right, we're here for it. Yeah. Okay, we're ready. It's not working right now, so that's why Josh did it. Okay, we're not supposed to do all our sound effects. Yeah. Okay, so this one, as long as you listen carefully, should be pretty easy. Bet. You may have even heard before. Okay. Here we go. This puzzle is from episode six. people of different ages brought things for a party. Okay. Charlie, who's 12, brought the potato crisp. Wayne brought the fizzy lemonade. He's 13. Okay. 11-year-old Helen brought the paper plate, and her brother Peter, who is nine, brought the paper cups. Okay. Sheila is the same age as Charlie. She brought the party poppers. Young Horace brought the peanuts. Okay. How old is he? So he's young. That's what we know so far. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I mean, they're all pretty young. <clears throat> All right, break out the pen and paper, I guess. You want to do it? Yeah. So right, right out, right just with reading that, I'll give you guys this. What's just, I don't know, maybe kind of weird about... Give us the data again. <laughs> Peter's 10. Liz is 13. I don't think I know those 10. Okay, okay. Nobody's 10. Okay. So that's what I said. Okay. So you ready for the pen and paper? I'm ready. Ready to... Data. Yep. Okay. You want G2? I got it. It's not a G2. Wait, say that again. Wait, wait, wait. Go back. Go back. Go back. <laughs> Peter's 10. <laughs> no. <laughs> Peter's 9. Okay. Peter's 9. Okay. Charlie's 12. Wayne He's writing out the entire names. You, you might have to wait a second. Go back. 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 I'm just saying he's writing down the whole name, <laughs> so it might you might have to give him a second. Like he just got done with Charlie Twelve. And I and E. Okay. <laughs> How do you spell? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So you have Charlie Twelve. Yep. Wayne is thirteen. Not a kid name, but okay. whatever. Not very believable. Helen is eleven. Okay. Yeah, hey, all Wayne's have to be kids sometimes. You're Bet. born a grown up Wayne. Stop saying that. <laughs> Peter is nine. Okay. Sheila is twelve. Sheila. Sheila's twelve. Most Australian name. She was twelve. Okay. And we want to know how old is Horace? 
Horus. Maybe write a couple question, question marks. Question mark, question yep. mark, question mark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, right off the bat, there's no way of knowing. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of hints in there. Okay. Charlie brought the potato crisps. Wayne brought the fizzy lemonade. Horace brought the paper. Helen Helen brought the paper plates, right? And Helen's little brother is Sheila, right? Yes, Helen's brother is Sheila. Okay. Peter brought the cups, right? Who's the little brother here? Paper cups. Paper cups. The little brother Peter Is this just a party? They're having a party? Birthday party. Some kind. Uh-huh. Whose little uh, brother is Peter? I don't know. Maybe it's, not, it's just, you know, Biden post-election party. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got it. <laughs> I was thinking like, it was a birthday party. Could be. Maybe not. What's the theme of the party? I told you. Joe Biden's election party. Oh. That happens to land on a birthday? <laughs> Oh, okay. 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 Now, who is related to Peter in this party? Helen. Helen. Helen is the older sister. Got it. She's not the oldest, but yeah, she's a big sister. Right. She's not the oldest in the family. Here and here's a Helen question. Helen and Peter are related, and the information I gave you was Helen and Peter. Okay. And here's a question I have for you, okay. which is, how old is Horace? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dang, Dang it! it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Horace is 14. Oh! <laughs> oh, got him! <laughs> oh, dang it. Now, I don't like to go into, you know, the part where the villain has a big, you know, exposition piece. Monologue. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny, Josh. Okay. How are we supposed to... Does it? Does their age somehow correlate? What did Horace bring? No, I totally oh, got it. Oh, is it like the number of letters in, in the, the what in they the, brought? Yep, exactly. That's P-E-A-N-U-T-S it. P e a n u t s is seven. Dang it. Okay, so it's the number of letters in their name plus two. No, it's in their name. Oh, uh, okay. No, that's not true. So wait, 12. let's do Sheila. Let's do Sheila. Sheila. Okay. S. No, we got it. S h i e l a. So that's six. So six. you take the letters in their name and multiply it by two. Okay. And that's how old oh, they are. I think so, we're something here. Now for let's example, do Wayne. Okay, let's do Wayne. Let's do Wayne. W A Y N E. So that's five. Okay. So if their name starts with a W, <laughs> you multiply by two and add three. Got it. Okay. Nice. We're on <laughs> All right. Okay, let's do Peter next. Okay. P E T E. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, Peter. so let X equal Peter's name. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we take X, we take, we take 2X, and if their name starts with a P, we'll let that equal P, I guess. Yeah, sure. Subtract 1, that's how you get 9. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's 9. So we need, a, we need a rule for H, mm. so let's do Helen. H-E-L-E-N. So that's similar to Peter, except you add 1. Multiply by 2 and add 1. So Horace, H-O-R-A-C-E. So multiply by 2, that would be 12. So Horace is 13. I think we got it. Right there. Probably the fastest puzzle alley ever. 
Wait a second. Did we did we use the x variable multiple times? Yes, we did. We can reuse that. Oh, okay. All right. Huh. Now we're not gonna lock it in. Dang it. <sighs> okay. So we have two twelve-year-olds. Well, well, okay. Here's okay. And it sounds like George is having a party of her own over there. <laughs> Just trying to think of a new thing every time her dog barks. Yeah. Okay, it's all right. <clears throat> this one's hard. I'm not gonna pause trying to solve the puzzle. Here's the thing. We know that uh, Horace is, isn't going to be like 25 or something. Yes. Paper plates has 11 letters. Okay. That's what Horace brought? Yeah. Potato is the rule only for her then? Yep, it's definitely letters. Yeah, the number of letters in the food item that they brought. Right there. So how old is Horace? Uh, he brought peanuts, right? Horace brought peanuts. So he is seven. P-E-A-N-U-T-S. Is that true? We're locking it in. Locking in conjunct. So your answer was Horace is seven. Yep. And because you're counting the number of letters and what they brought. Yep. yep. That is correct. Nice. Woo! Yeah. Got him. Okay, Horace. Now you're seven, so you have to bring. Hold on. What can you bring? Uh, let's see. Paper plates. I One, two, peanuts. three, four. No, can't bring paper plates. We'll have Charlie bring paper plates. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what they're thinking. Yeah. That was a good. Fun. Yeah, that was a good puzzle. That, that was, was fun. Good. That was fun. That was like peak. Not knowing how to do this at the start. Exactly, yeah. I like yeah. that. Well, I told you the other day, Josh, my favorite puzzles are the ones where you don't even know where to start. Yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, that's perfect. Yep. So it's a little free I really liked your creative thinking there. I wasn't anticipating Horace's name being a giveaway to how old he is. Hmm. But it doesn't work with everybody else. Yeah. Because, you know, Charlie doesn't have total letters. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Horace only has six letters you know, in his name. definitely clues looking back yeah. on it now looking back and you did tell us yeah. that there were a lot yeah. of cues, clues but we were just i don't know yeah. i don't know what we're thinking all right thanks georgia that was a great puzzle <clears throat> so for my segment for my segment uh i'm gonna be talking a little bit about a re little reading list that i've put together um okay. so these are some won't take very long these are some books that i've read in the past year and the name of this list is top 10 most exciting books that Alex has read in the past year. <laughs> so, um, and these are in order. Okay. Not in order that I read them, but I, I, uh, they were in order from least exciting to most exciting. But they're all exciting, so it would be very exciting to 
extra most exciting. What you got, Josh? Uh, I just wanted to ask: is uh-huh. this jo- is this Alex's corner? Yeah, it is Alex's corner. And yes, follow up: it is. Are there any <laughs> rules about interacting with the corner segment? No, you know, no rules at all. I'm being pretty lax. This is <laughs> I don't do a lot of these, so I'm kind of uh, think of me as just the substitute okay. teacher <laughs> here. So that being said, I have a little jar of mints for everybody. Oh, you could take. You. Are you gonna um, Yes, yes, and you can call me Mr. H. You can see my name is on the board right there. That's what substitutes do. That's the only thing that they do. Um, So, coming in at number 10, uh, this was a very exciting read. That It was actually kind of a page turner. I read this in January. Uh, This one was Database Issues and Geographic Information Systems. Now, this one, have either of you read this one? Uh, it's on my list, but I haven't got to it yet. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's one of those books where you start reading it and you're just thinking, well, I might as well cancel all my plans for the rest <laughs> of the evening because it's just something that you read in one day. I mean, all 74 chapters are just... Whew. Uh, that being said, though, it is number 10, so temper your expectations. It's okay. not that exciting. This is top 10 most exciting books, but it's number 10. So... Um, <clears throat> number nine this gonna have a little bit of a whiplash here because this one is a is very different from the uh database database issues book uh, number nine understanding your tortoise now this book was very was very informative um i don't have a tortoise uh as far as i know neither of you have tortoises either no I don't but think it was so. very it went very in depth on just what goes into not only owning a tortoise, but calling a tortoise your friend. You know, understanding what you got, Josh. And you don't have to raise your hand. Don't feel like you have to raise your hand here. Just blurt just blurt it out. Okay. I, <laughs> I think I probably will keep raising my hand, but okay. thank you anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, doesn't this go into how all tortoises are turtles, but not all turtles are tortoises? No, it doesn't, actually. Interesting. Okay. It doesn't. This, op- this book operates off the assumption that you know... Okay. You know very clearly the distinction between tortoises <laughs> and turtles, because if you didn't, you probably wouldn't own one. Right. Kind of a squares and rectangles. Kind of a squares situation. and rectangles, except they're both completely distinct. Yeah. Because with squares and rectangles, one of them is also the other one. No, so tortoises are turtles. That's not true. <laughs> Spreading misinformation on our educational podcast. <laughs> okay, whatever. Number, is that actually true? There's yes. no way. Yeah, There's no way. Georgia, what do you think? You're saying that all tortoises are turtles, but not all turtles are tortoises? Yeah. Yes. Um, I'll do a fact check on that. Okay. Fact check. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Any second now, the fact check should be coming in. They are different. Okay, but my question was, are tor- tortoises turtles? <laughs> we know they're different. Let's see. Tortoises are turtles, but not all turtles are tortoises. Are you yes! kidding me? Yes! Wow. Yes, huh. got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all we need to we'll know. Save that for the turtles episode. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Coming in at number eight, 
is this book Butter Safe Than Sorry? This is actually a cookbook. Uh, a cookbook. It's all about recipes containing butter. Of course, I couldn't make any of them. Being vegan, I never eat butter, but right. it was pretty interesting. I was actually recommended it by a friend, and my rule is if a friend recommends me something, I have to at least give it a shot. So <laughs> I gave it a shot, and it was pretty... It had some pretty good info in it, so... Did it have a lot of, like, fun beginning of the recipe stories? Oh, yes, anecdotes? yes. Yes, all the time. Uh, oftentimes, there would be, like, uh, a whole two pages dedicated to a recipe. Most of the most of the recipe would be dedicated to the origin story of the recipe. Got it. And then the recipe portion would turn out to be, hey, just put some butter on toast. <laughs> So, uh... That was a recipe, huh? Yeah, exactly. So, Georgia, have you checked this one out? Have you, have you, uh, whipped up anything from this cookbook? The butter cookbook? Yeah, Butter Safe and Sorry. Butter Safe and Sorry. I can't say that I have. Oh, okay. Although, I do know my way around a stick of butter. Okay. All right. Uh, coming in at number seven, this book is The Baking Powder Controversy. Now, this was a very interesting book. Probably one of the most interesting books that I've ever... Well, the seventh most interesting book that I've ever read, more specifically. This year. Uh, this year, yeah, in 2020. And I don't want to go into too many specifics because I can I can sense that just from the title alone that you're already... The hooks are already in. Yep. <laughs> so... I will kind of Don't spoil leave, the surprise. Yeah, the uh, the controversy. I will say it really starts getting good around chapter nine. Okay. So is this maybe something that we can work into our series on conspiracy theories? Now, it, it is a that's a great question, but it needs it needs to be said that this is a controversy. It's not the baking powder conspiracy. Oh, okay. So cons- conspiracy. Up. I mean, you have those three uh, factors going into it, but you could say that controversy everybody knows what happened but it's just controversial gotcha. you could say that um number six uh this is actually one of my one of my personal favorite books on this list number six is what we talk about when we talk about brass rubbing now this book oh my gosh i i will sing the praises of this book as long as i live i swear uh as someone going into it not knowing that much about brass rubbing yeah uh and just plainly i'm gonna say it not knowing what we talk about when we talk about it so going in i was but a novice and now i am a master at brass rubbing so if you're interested at all in the world of brass rubbing um i highly recommend this book and i will link uh a uh, amazon pages for each of these books where you can buy the paperbacks okay okay um any kind of comments or anything on that brass rubbing yes does it kind of go into the racial history of brass rubbing? <laughs> racial history now there was a short section on the history but it was mainly about the process oh, okay <laughs> uh, how to yeah exactly um a handbook if you will yeah yeah okay huh Maybe there are some other brass ribbing histories that I could consult. Yeah, possibly. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so that one was pretty good. Number five, 
Uh, coming in at number five, Bowling is for Me. And that one was actually an audiobook. Oh. So I'm just putting my hands up right here. I didn't read that one. I listened to it uh, during my commute. I listened to that one. Hey, that counts. I, I mean, I count To me, so. that counts. The, for, for you, that counts? Okay. Yeah. Number four, coming in at the fourth most interesting book I've read this year. This book is One Million Random Digits. Now, this book, <laughs> it's kind of strange. Some people don't call it a book because it doesn't actually contain any words. Because, as the title implies, it is simply a million random digits. And that comes out to about 200 pages, in case you're wondering. Uh, there were certain parts of the book where I was kind of thinking, are these digits really that random? Because <laughs> it would be like, sure, it would be a few random ones, like six, nine, one, zero. But then after that, it would say one, two, three. And oh. so I was thinking maybe they they were kind of punching it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, that actually made it fairly interesting for me. So that uh, was more interesting to you than your personal favorite. Well, they're all personal favorites. That's why they all made the list. Oh, okay. But um, now this isn't this isn't top ten most personal favorites in order of least personal favorite to most personal okay. favorite this is top 10 most exciting books now the uh noted and you did say that and i would like to apologize <laughs> okay good uh one million random digits was markedly more interesting than my personal favorite uh and there was something that i kind of caught on to on this book i noticed that yes there was where words would typically be in a book there were random digits however in the top right corner of the pages I noticed that the the numbers were obviously in ascending order, but then I realized that that was the page number. <laughs> so I kind of felt a little bit silly after that one. Yeah. Um, and did you read? Did you read that one, Georgia? No, I'm not familiar with that. Why would it be in ascending order? Oh uh, well, I found out it was the page numbers. What, like ascending would be one, two, three, four. Yeah, but why is it? Why is it opposite? No, it's not opposite. What do you read books oh. with descending page numbers? <laughs> well, Georgia oh, likes to read the last page of a book first. Oh yeah. What did you say, Georgia? You just described it weird. Yeah. Oh, okay. I apologize. Who was for that the one. author of that one? It was S.E. Hinton, actually. Oh. <laughs> so you might. And then what? And what else did she write? S. E. Hinton. Yeah, Georgia. Uh, well, she didn't. She get her start with a hundred thousand random numbers. <laughs> no, she wrote the Outsiders. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting, huh? Yeah, big divergence there. So kind of a whiplash there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, number three, coming in at number three, we're in the top three now. Number three is the controversial racial history of breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> now, I kind of had to bite my tongue a little bit when you were talking about this okay, earlier. Okay, fair enough. When you were talking about this earlier, this this book completely delves into the whole thing. So, if you are interested in that, check this one out. And that being said, this book did have a short section on what we talk about when we talk about brass rubbing so, gotcha. uh, so that was written by 
Wasn't that written by Floyd Carbuncle? Floyd Carbuncle, yes. Yeah. And he actually wrote both, although there were oh, okay. a number of uh, scholars that contributed okay. to both. Carbuncle et al. Yeah, Carbuncle et al. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, coming in at number two is the, the difference between turtles and tortoises. <laughs> <laughs> Time? <laughs> like I said, I was gonna biting my tongue on that one, um, but I wanted Georgia wanted to do a fact check, yeah, so I true. kind of let it happen. Um, this book is very interesting, but it did have a lot of repeating itself. I mean, Georgia adequately explained it in a couple sentences, yeah. but this book was over three hundred pages, so. Um, <laughs> It was very exciting. In fact, it was number two on my list. So, number one. Yeah, did you miss that, Drew? Like he, said it was, he said it was number two. Uh, Just thought that maybe you had missed that part. I don't know. It's all right. Number one. Coming in at number one, the most exciting book that I've read this year. Drum roll, please. The most exciting book I've read in 2020 is Conversations with a Gardener. That sounds almost like, was it a book of poetry? It or? wasn't, no. It was kind of like a Q&A type hmm. thing, almost. It was one no, of those things not, where... Not like an AMA. No, 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 no. It wasn't on Reddit. It was no, it was a book. Reddit, yeah. Right? Uh, no, it was one of those things where it was a Q&A. However, um, you can tell that the person who wrote the A's also wrote all the Q's. Oh. So, um, But it was very interesting. I learned a lot. So that is my reading list for this 2020 so far. I'm reading a lot of new books right now, so I may publish another reading list if people respond well to this one. Yeah. Um, so, yes, exactly. The, the Alex Book Club. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah. Well, we're running a little long on this episode. Um, thanks for listening. Anything else you guys want to add? Uh, 74 days till inauguration. That's true. As it's recorded. Is there uh, any kind of hint we can give as to next week's episode? Um, well, we're con- it's con- going to be something that... Continuing conspiracies uh-huh. when we're starting to get into the ones that are actually real. Yes, exactly. So... Next week is going to be a very interesting episode for sure. So make sure to check that out. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.